You all here. That's perfect. That's perfect pitch. I know. That's perfect. Everybody, what's going on? J Rod D. And I'm G. And you are now tuned into the Poor Life Podcast. Hosted by none other than Nuance. Nuance. Hey, what's happening? Want to welcome everybody back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Been a little while, but we're right back with you guys. And we're we going to pick up right where we left off, right? For sure. Last episode, we spoke with Alicia, phenomenal poet, also Miss E at the Poor Life Academy. Amazing speaker, amazing teacher. Um, she took a two-year break just to get herself together, was going through some internal, you know, turmoil during the time of trying to figure some things out within herself, and she had went away for two years. I wasn't planning on leaving for two years, but it just happened to be two years. Came back um, with a new mentality, a new heart, and a new mindset, and, and attacked the poetry game like she never left. Oh. Now she's teaching poetry. She's sure. doing a lot more features, and, you know, it seemed like everything just happened when it's supposed to happen. Um, today's episode is along a similar vein as we get into the conversation, but mm. the starting question is this, right? Okay. As poets, as storytellers, and we're telling our stories, is it your job to tell what's right and wrong about a situation, or more so just explain the situation and let the audience judge? Can you break that down, brother? So, for instance, if, if, I'm, if I'm detailing an experience I went to or went through, Got you. Is it for me to be like, okay, this is what's right about it, this is wrong about it, or should I more so just explain what it is and let the audience decide what's right and wrong about it? Let them be the judge of and let them glean instead of me telling them what to take from it. I mean, I think I let the audience be the judge simply because you don't want to force your perspective okay. on other people's minds. Yeah. You know, and then you kind of want to see what like what the expression what the body language is mm -hmm. once you express what you're expressing mm -hmm. you know and that can be in anything you know i think for us as poets like we want to make sure that of course the audience gets what we're saying yeah, yeah. and but you don't want to force feed them exactly what the context is you want for them to decide themselves if they rock with it or not yeah. I think that's important. I think that helps us evolve and develop as writers, mm -hmm. as artists, and just as like a person, you know. So, being in that realm, like yo, I hope they get it's, it's like a I hope they get it to seeing if they get it, and then the after fact because you know you get people to come up with you. Oh man, that was good. Thank mm -hmm. you for sharing. Or you know they they might not. Mm -hmm. But all in all, I think it's worth just letting them figure it out. But part of me says otherwise. What you doing? What you, what you feeling like? Yeah. I'm just thinking about, I'm thinking about the dynamic of a poem, you know, when it comes to delivery. And you finally delivered it. Now it's over. Now it's like, okay, you did your best. Now how do you how do you measure the effects? Or how do you measure, you know, the results of that poem? Like, like I don't know how your words impacted. Well you, well, you don't know how your words impacted me because you may not see me right. after, after that show. You know what I'm saying? And, and likewise for anybody else, like let's say we go to Pure Poetry, Over may do a new piece and it'd be a dope piece, but he'll never know how that poem affected me unless I go tell him. That's so, true. But at the end of the day, in presenting his poetry, he's presenting the poetry and letting the audience decide what they, what, what they want to do with it. You know what I'm saying? So kind of like is you can't force the effect on anybody, mm. um, but at the same time, you want people to have the desired effect that you want, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, 
you know, how do you approach that? Do you continue to, or, or do you change it to where, like, okay, this is what you should get from this? But then again, it's not like, think about school and class, like, you know, you said the objective, you have what we want to learn today, you check for understanding every now and again, you do a formative assessment at the end of the week or something like that. Yeah. Um, you can't do that with poetry. <laughs> uh, so it's well, like, you, nah. know, you know what I'm saying? You can't be like, okay, guys, last last month at Pure, <laughs> we who remembers my, who, who my poem Show from hands <laughs> Right. <laughs> who actually went back and answered the question that I right, asked right, you guys? Right, 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 right. It's not like that. Um, and I think that's where it's a defining line between poets and every other art form. I mean, I guess it's similar to songs too, but I think with songs, you, you can know how people respond to it because you can vote, you can stream, you can replay value. But poetry is different. It's like if you're yeah. in the moment, you're in the moment, you know? Yeah, I mean, one could argue that about music too, though. Okay. I was at a talent show recently where, like, there was a gentleman who was playing guitar. Mm. And he was, like, the, the lyrics that he was singing was, like, some of them were humorous. But the whole storyline was about him being, like, under this influence and he had nobody to talk to. So he was talking to the drink of his choice, mm -hmm. you know? And a couple people, like, was giggling at one point, but they were like, oh, are we not supposed to laugh type stuff? Right, so right, that right, lets right, them right. figure out. Yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. also that allows them to listen. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, so what is the full story of this talking about? And then I think they then learned the full storyline of, oh, this is actually like a kind of a deep song. Yeah. Like, he, he put like a humorous twist on it at one point, but then it was like a, oh, got you. You know what I'm saying? Like a almost how like a scary movie or a suspenseful movie has like different turns and chains of events. Mm -hmm. But you know like at the end of the movie you are gonna feel like, Oh yeah, this was definitely a suspenseful movie mm -hmm. but or action movie even. Mm -hmm. Action movie has comedy in it. It mm -hmm. has some scary points in it, but at the end of the day you know it was like an action movie. Not just because it was titled action movie, but yeah. for the effects that it had. Super dope. I know sometimes I find myself with a lot of poems, not a lot, but with some of my earlier poems. Mm. I found myself doing a lot of um, social critique from a, a perspective of I'm trying to correct it as if, okay, that's wrong. This is why it's wrong. This is what it should be. Instead of just detailing what it is, giving a little bit of perspective on it creatively, but then leaving it there. Okay. Because at that point, like, it has legs when you guys take it and move with it. Because I feel as though, like, it almost as if, okay, poetry can serve as uh, teaching. Poetry can serve as preaching. Poetry can serve as filling the blank. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But overall, it's just the message. And the message can be interpreted in many ways. Like, like, like let's say we do a mirror man or we do or we do a televised, and we have a clear message in this poem, right? Yeah. A clear message. and But for some reason, somebody can hear the poem, hear the message, and then have their own definition afterwards. So it makes me think, like, should I continue to write the same way, or, is it, or should I just, you know, what well, this word is? And, I mean, because at that point, it's kind of like movies, you know what I'm saying? Movies, they, they can be raw and uncut, right? Right. And then you have movies that or tailored to make you think a certain way at the end. And I think that that is based on the director too. Okay. Because you have directors like Quentin Tarantino who has like this broad imagination and a lot of his movies will be gory from like Pulp Fiction up into Django. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even like, what is it? The Hateful Eight? Yeah, yeah, Hateful Eight. Like, I think where we went to see yeah. that. Yeah, it was a three-hour movie, man. Three-hour movie, man. We need an energy drink. But Jeez. nonetheless... People like him and people like, what's my man name? Uh, Ryan Coogler. Coogler. And uh, you have Spike Lee, mm -hmm. who is another one. Like, those visionaries, you know that this is their movie based on how they dress it up. Mm -hmm. From the music that they choose, from like, some sometimes from the actors that they choose, mm -hmm. and the storylines. You know that, okay, this is going to be good, but you can't expect... Spike Lee to deliver the same capacity as a Quentin Tarantino or Ryan Coogler or vice versa. Mm -hmm. You know, you know that this is their style, 
and for you know for that crowd who actually enjoys those movies mm -hmm. they're going to keep you know coming to that they're going to encourage others and that's the big thing they're going to encourage others to want to you know watch it and i think in uh in a sense that's what poetry does yeah like for us as writers like we have two different styles mm -hmm. and some people you know listen to your style real heavily because they like the wordplay they like the feel they like the you know how you tie in different metaphors mm -hmm. and the flow mm -hmm. for me it's just, it may be like they like the storyline and they, they mm -hmm. like how i can just you know create different you know patterns with syllables or mm -hmm. things like that mm -hmm. but at the end of the day they come to listen to us yeah. and they bring other people on so it's similar to the movies mm -hmm. so it's just like do we change up our writing styles to help people understand or to reach a different demographic of people, mm -hmm. I don't think we yeah, should. Me you know, I think it's a matter of you evolve. So just like any genre, just like any art, music has that, movies has that, dancing has that, you know, and it evolves and it motivates and it kind of like rubs off on different cultures, you know. Dancing has a different take on uh, how people of different genres and different cultures mm -hmm. adapt to different dance moves. You can see things like a merengue be in a hip hop video. Yeah. You know, you can see things like different runs or like gospel and music runs be sung in an opera. Mm -hmm. You know? So the same way for poetry, you can hear things. I, me and somebody else, me and my lady was talking about this the other day. like we're starting to hear more artists like hip-hop artists r&b artists like splash in poetry into their albums facts ti for example facts. his latest album different little uh what is what do we call them like with monologues yeah with in, interludes and everything interludes. had like poems that he was mm -hmm. saying okay he's not a poet mm -hmm. but he's putting on a poet's hat to you know reach a different demographic or try something new to help his art evolve so like how do you feel about when that type of melting pot starts to you know morph together and then just evolve different cultures man uh i think it's a good thing i mean i like i like that when when it when it sounds good when it, when it sounds well i like it like when when wale first i don't, I don't i'm not gonna say he's the first but he's the first that i can recall that i remember hearing yeah uh, spoken word being on on a rap song and you know when I first heard that, I was like, "Man, that's tight!" Like it, that's tight. And so it kind of when I would hear poets make poetry albums, okay. it kind of sounded like what Wale did with you know his songs. He had poetry on his songs. And I'm not saying that he they're following Wale and like that. I'm saying like maybe it's a, maybe it's an influence, maybe it's not, maybe it's just it's a trend. what people do. Maybe this is what it is. But I know um, when I when I've heard it and it sounded well, I liked it. Like I mean, I haven't really heard it. Heard it sound anything less than well, even with the poets that we know, um, our, our contemporaries who have done the same thing or similar things. They had a poetry albums and it'd be a beat and they'll do a spoken word piece over the beat. Uh, it, it always sounds well from the ones that I've listened to. Right. So I mean, I think it's good when rappers do it because I think it shows a different side of their skill. It shows like versatility and it also shows that, that they're not bound to a certain cadence of tempo and they can open it up a little bit. Okay. So what about poets who try to dabble into different art forms like rap or R&B or movies or so you got okay you got the poets who are stage performers mm -hmm. like spoken word artists and slam poets and all that they dabble in the artistry of becoming authors mm -hmm. authors excuse me then you have those you got the uh, the written books that people can read you got the ebooks and now you got you know people who will do CDs mm -hmm. You know, what say you about like things like that nature? You think that that's the new wave, like CDs and audio books and everything will help get that, get people to, you yeah. know? Yeah, I, I mean, sure, I still stand by. I, I think all, all, all poets should have a separate platform, or at least an additional platform than their spoken word poetry, because okay. I think it shows versatility. And then in today's age, everything is multimedia for the most part, like artists invest in these yeah. things and artists have these side projects and artists do this as well so i think it, it makes you more marketable it also makes you um it puts you in a position where you stand out amongst others gotcha. so let's say for instance you're a poet but you also write scripts Nobody, right, okay. you know what i'm saying so I now you that. have like like you can do poetry and you can do 
playwriting, you do poetry, and you do filmmaking, then it's like, but you can find a way creatively to mix them both together gotcha. and a sexual part as a creative too, because now not only are you a poet, you're considered a creative now because you can do more than one thing. You can you're still creating different capacities. Do you think that helps you create, you know, that let me rephrase. Do you think venturing into different avenues helps you strengthen your original platform being a creative writer in poetry? I say it can. I say it can and it should. Okay. Um, but like anything, if you're not focused, it, it, it can lead you aside. Like, for example, I was listening to um, The Breakfast Club today and they had Jonah Hill. Jonah okay. Hill, the guy from uh, Superbad, you know. Um, yeah, funny dude. Funny guy. 21 Jump Street. 21 Jump Street, yeah. 22, yeah, all that stuff. He was, he was speaking on how not only does he act, but he also writes. And he said once he finally blew up with acting, he took a 15-year break unintentionally from writing. And so he was actually on, on the show promoting his newest movie that he wrote, his first film that he wrote, and it took him three years and 20 drafts to write this. Yeah. But he said... I think he, I saw... Uh, so it's clips from that? Yeah, like one clip. I think I was yeah. going through something. But yeah, he said he took some time off, like 15 years off, because he started blowing up as an actor. And he had intentionally set out to go into Hollywood as a writer. Mm. Um, but he didn't find out he was good at acting, so it kind of became like a thing that he just picked up and did, and it went well for him. So... I mean, like anything else, like you can get distracted or sidetracked, or you can know, like the success of one thing can, can, um, I don't want to say, what's the word I'm looking for? The success of one thing can leave out everything. And it may not be because you, you want it to. Can? It can. Like, like you be successful in one area. Let's say, like, again, let's say you're a writer and a poet. Your success in playwright may okay. have you focused solely on writing plays for a certain moment. And you may have, you may miss some shows, you may not have shows, you may, oh, where G been at? Oh, G been writing a play. Oh, G been right. touring, you know. But it, like, you're still doing something. Yeah, we're still doing something, yeah. Your passion. Yeah. Me and Crystal was talking about that earlier, like, you have to have something in the arsenal that you, that is helping your creative juices flowing, like, something has to, if you're not doing shows, you're still, you know, keeping your relevance as an artist yeah. and as a, uh, yeah. As a, as somebody who entertains people, because yeah. it's at that point where you know you got people looking for your your art, your context. They just like, hey, where where's uh, J. Roddy been? Where's he been? Mm -hmm. I ain't seen him on the scene yet, mm -hmm. but you know that you know you can see that we still working. Right, you can see so, we still working. Yeah. And do you ever feel what's the uh, do you ever feel like you're you're overworking or you're over like over doing yourself as far as like when you venture off into different things like if you were say you wanted to work on an album mm -hmm. you just got the book that dropped you know and you're writing poems and you're posting stuff but you're now like you kind of dipped off do you feel as though that dipping off from the original passion of poetry trying to go back to it would be harder after you ventured off into working on that album or do you think like you can just pick back up the pace? Me personally, um, I guess I use this personal example. Like when we started the podcast, hmm. we started the podcast and a lot of my focus was, when we first started, it was like my focus on, all right, bet, we gotta get the content, we gotta make sure this, that, and third. So for a long time, I was just focused on, all right, what topics can we talk about this week? What can we, what, how can I do this? How can I do that? And um, I don't want to say it kept me away from poetry, but in doing so, it was a lot of time um, that w that will normally be invested in performing and going out and doing this. Mm. It was invested in building this or finishing the book or working on Poor Life Academy and getting that set up. So with that, it was still in the capacity of the art form, but it just wasn't the speaking and being public as normally. Yeah, but so, so when I actually came back to it, it was almost as if I never left because I was still, you know, practicing, still, still writing everything, everything, every now and again, still trying to do something involved with it. But it, it wasn't as difficult as I thought it would have been because, again, like, it, I didn't realize how much time it was until you said, "Hey, man, we haven't been on the scene for." I said, "Oh, snap! It has been a little, little been second." A minute, yeah. <laughs> you didn't realize it for a while. You right. know what I'm saying? So, but like, I think for people like us who are continuously working on something, mm -hmm. to it takes for people who are looking for us or who are used to seeing us on that scene to hit us up and be like, "Hey, man, we all been there." Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when's the next show? Or yeah. It was something as simple as that. And yeah. I just got to thinking, like, man, 
when was the last time we hit the scene? It's been a little minute. You know, but I think it's always good, like, to not stay where people are familiar with you at. You know what I'm saying? Not stay at that, in that certain venue, that certain level. Because they want, like, I, like you want to feel yourself evolve. Mm-hmm. Like, there are people, Denzel Washington, who, you know, he started out acting. Mm-hmm. Now he's directing. Yeah. I think he directed, what, The Great Debaters? Yeah, I think so. You know? And it's just the fact that he had to have different, you know, he had to be exposed to different people and different mm-hmm. a- opportunities and, and utilizing his gift of being an actor to step into the realm of wanting now you want to direct. Yeah. Doing the hill too. Like you want you just say you wanted to go to Hollywood to be a writer, ended up doing acting. Like that's big. You know, you never know where your passion will take you because, you know, you may find out that you're good at something else. And that, you know, that can help add to what you, you know what you're passionate about being a musician, you want to be a painter, you want to be a fashion person, whatever the case may be. Like, I think it's important. For those who are just now tuning in, this is definitely the favorite and the most wonderful place to be, the Poor Life Podcast, J-Rod D and myself. We just oh. had a live comment from uh, Over the Poet. Oh, yeah? Um, he's a host of Pure Poetry DC. He was asking what we said about What's Pure up, Poetry. Oh? He just tuned in. What's going on? Oh, we were saying about Pure. I'm, I'm trying to type a comment right now. We can just speak on We were saying our poetry is different from like teaching and preaching in the sense that, let's say, for example, at Pure, you don't say, all right, guys, last week at Pure, I said a poem <laughs> about this. But show of hands, who remembers the name of that poem? Who can tell me the message? Uh, these are your homework You know it's, it's not like that It's more so like You have to be in the moment To experience it And yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I think I think what What goes into If people get it or not Is if the change In their life occurs And normally they'll come to you And say hey That poem, that poem helped me Or that poem inspired me Or that poem did this But there's no real way To formally assess Whether they got your poem or not Like right. you know we can, we can test people in class We can You know what I'm saying we Like can a case study or Do something. a case study Or something yeah. like that You can do a case study Yeah but I mean, like, it's it's different in that sense because you gotta actually be in the moment to understand what's going on when it comes to poetry. So, oh, if you're still watching, that's the explanation right there. I'm gonna type some more in the uh, comment box, and then you can see that too. Word, 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 word. Also, man, just that that feel. It's hard to be in the element of like while you're performing, you're. You're not really focused on, you know, perspectives at that point. I feel, or you shouldn't be. That thing that you feel or should feel is like just really expressing yourself. Really, because this is what you practice. If you're really serious about the craft, you you practice this. You sat with it. You you know you examine. You examine like what you're saying versus like oh what will be. What will be caught? Like, what will what will people catch right off, the, like right off the rip, or what will people kind of struggle to understand? Mm. And for me, as a writer, it's like, how can I simplify it? Mm-hmm. But then I always toy with, nah, man, that's how I felt like writing it. Mm-hmm. So that's how I'm, a, mm-hmm. that's how I'm right. I'm not, I'm leaving it alone. Yeah. But you know, being in like being exposed to different crowds and being exposed to different writing styles of poetry and just studying for like the past couple months now, I see why it's important for your pen to evolve over time. Yeah. I see why it's important for you not to stay stagnant in just one dimension of that art and how that art can take you from one platform and lead you to another platform. And people are now asking you, hey, can you do this commercial? or Can you do this voiceover? Or can you be on this show or speak to this group of people or that? I think that's that's where that comes from. And, and not having to, you know, alter what you're writing or mm-hmm. break it down and explain it to the artist, or not the artist, but the audience. Yeah, yeah. That allows them to really open that next door for you to be like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and just spit this poem see how they feel about it you get the feedback that you get next thing you know you have different 
people coming up to you like, oh man, I love that. Is it possible yeah. that you could speak to X, Y, and Z yeah. or say that exact poem for this platform that you're give, making room for you already? Opportunities are always endless, man. Like one thing I thought of, and it goes back to when he was asking me about um, if you can, if you take time to invest in another party, in another aspect of your art and your craft, and you may fall away from your beginning as far as poetry, and you, now, you, now you take some time off to write or take some time off to act or something like that. Mm. I think honestly, um, if you're able to come back, it should be a way that you can stay open. So when you do come back, and when you do find yourself back on stage or back in front of the microphone, it's as if you can see the progression in your experiences, even if it's not the progression in your delivery. Because like I mean, because like I said, you, you got to get back on the bike again. Yeah. So it's like, but but at the same time, it should feel different as you perform because like you right. experienced a different style right at this point. So now like, okay, I have different things to say. I have different things to express. I have different things to go into. And maybe you look at it differently. Like, like if you're solely focused on writing, you're in a whole other mindset now. You're thinking about character development. You're thinking about yeah, storylines okay. and plots and plot twists and things like that. So now looking That's at your poetry, good. it's like, That's even good. if, you know, you haven't been on a stage in like, let's say a month, a month and a half, two, two, two three months, your content should still, you know, be expansive, still be growing and still be evolve. developing. Yeah, definitely. Still be evolving. Like you said, you should evolve. Your pen should evolve. Yeah, absolutely. And, man, just... Don't I feel like if if you dabble into something else, don't stop doing what you originally set out yeah, to do. Yeah, that's how you evolve. Yeah, because it's a writer's block is real, mm -hmm. but it's also very educational as far as like your characteristics and is is testing your consistency mm -hmm. and how you're in your art. Yeah, like how do you how are you here now and now you struggle with you know writing this poem. You can think of different ideas or different topics but as far as sitting down and putting it together now you got to dig deep and figure out how you used to do it mm -hmm. because you stopped and you were just you plateaued in a, in a sense i feel that i mean shoot that's that's also reality too you can also plateau when you take too much time away that's scary that's 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 scary that's, super that's scary. scary that's scary <laughs> That's why I think um, during the time, and I can use it as a reference, it's mainly the only person when I had during the time that we had uh, been off. And even the time when my son was born and, you know, I wasn't around as much because, you know, I was taking care of the house and the family and him and everything that. It was like I was still, um, I wasn't stagnant. I wasn't like, oh, I bet what I, I, ain't, I ain't performing, so I'm good. It's more <laughs> sabbatical. It's like, nah, I'm, I'm actually looking at what's going on. I'm looking at him and writing things down. And my experience is dealing with this and I'm, Jotting some not some notes down, some thoughts down. Like the pen wasn't didn't stop moving because I stopped moving. You know what I mean? Right. And I, I think that that's key to what you were just saying. Like your pen should have stopped moving just because you may stop moving in this area for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should still be going. Still should still should be growing. So I'm gonna go on the other side of it, and I'm gonna speak some truth for mine. I'm gonna say that my pen did stop moving. For okay. A while. Part of the reason why I feel like my pen stopped moving was. Um, just it was it, it's not discouragement but it's almost it's like the realization of other things in life happening mm -hmm. like having the sun having mm -hmm. the you know get the foundation planted for that but also you know being in different roles having to work having mm -hmm. to you know go here and there for work having to now like we with grown grown men yeah you know i let the thoughts of the what ifs and the in the uh uh dang well we should we ain't at the house no more so i can't mm -hmm. just not gonna do it but like, yo jay let's try to practice right yeah, quick. nah and now it's like a, it's, it's real mm -hmm. so it brings back to the, the mindset for me like okay before we were nuanced we were still writers mm -hmm. you know we wrote all the time like i wrote non-stop mm -hmm. or it took you know I stepped away for like hours yeah. and just wrote to now it was like oh now it was like my pants shaking I don't know what to write and then I got my lady on the other end she's doing like a whole bunch of everything mm -hmm. and opening Shout up Shout out to Jake Speaks man she'll be on the show very 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 soon so but she's doing a lot and I'm supporting her mm -hmm. but it's like dang what am I doing with mine 
So, quick question, right? And 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 we can get into more into it when, when she has her episode. Yeah. What is it like being in a relationship, committed relationship, serious relationship with an artist who is doing the same thing you're doing, who is you know writing like you writing, performing like you performing, and you know seeing witnessing the opportunities that they're they're getting. What is that like to experience it that? Is, you know what I'm saying? It's humbling. Because on one end, you kind of don't want to share your, your your writings. This with, is my with thing. Your, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> one, and then it's like, because on one end, you feel like they're going to be like so judgmental because of their writing style. Okay. And you don't want them to try to, you don't want to sound like them or try to write yeah. like them and yeah, all that, that jazz. And People think y'all group now because y'all go together. Right. You know oh, y'all should do poems together. Yeah. Like, we've gotten that so many times yeah. and we've thought about it. And like, I mean, we want to, but it's just like, it doesn't change the fact that this is her lane, this is my lane. I got this going on. She got that going on. Mm-hmm. And we just encourage each other to just stay supportive. And it goes from like, oh, man, dang, I wish that was me up there to being excited. Mm-hmm. Like, Yo, this is dope. Like she's really, she's up here, right sitting next to Alice Walker, and they just, just rocking. You know, mm-hmm. you get excited because you, you know, you don't want to be that significant other that's just bitter because you didn't get a shot. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like her shot is in the way your shot because she's a, like, you're still being exposed yeah. to that same power. Yeah, and it's just still like for me, it inspired me. Mm-hmm. To like to continue to write and write harder, work harder, and then like we go back to just like we practice with each other, like we we uh, we write down different ideas, and it's it's very like it's tit for tat, man. But like and also you kind of like got to give for us. It's like I got to give her her space when mm-hmm. she's writing. She yeah, got to be mine because there's no like certain things you can't just do with each other. Like yeah. your style is your style. Like, do you think um that because you're here this gave you like a different edge like normally let's say for example if you were anybody else if you were single or whatever like you'll be inspired to write you'll be inspired to perform but do you think this is a different level of inspiration because you see for example for those who may not know she opened up for uh angela davis and alice walker, alice walker right yeah man. so you're seeing things like that now let's say you weren't with her you just sit in the audience okay you're watching that that's a level of inspiration do you yeah. think because you would or you have this this much drive now because you're in a relationship with for me it increased my drive yeah yeah okay you know what i'm saying because it's just like a dog yo she's rocking out and her content is like better and better and better since like i met her mm-hmm. and she's being challenged like she has like coaches and she's on the uh the, what is it the beltway slam team mm-hmm. she's the beltway slam champion it's just mm-hmm. and her niche challenges me to remember why like I'm a writer why yeah. I'm a poet and not to compete because at first you just be like all right she got this all right I'm gonna go ahead. go ahead I'm gonna go ahead and try to get yeah. over here oh man you can't think it like that because that to me will, will handicap you so fast mm-hmm. like why are you competing with somebody that's there to make you better that's the purpose of the relationship just like our partnership like yeah. I can't compete with you yeah. bar for bar like that it shouldn't be a competition. The competition is, okay, I wrote this piece. How can I get better with the next one yeah. that we work on? It know? should be like a... And so that's that's kind of like the idea that I was thinking about. Is it similar to how you approach, like a nuanced thing? Like yeah. I mean, the size of the fact is relationship that you're in, you know what I'm saying? But like 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 when I think of our, our, our partnership, mm. it's it's like, okay, we have, we have two distinct styles and we found a way to mesh them together to deliver these poems. Sure. And in doing so, you know, it's, it's brought a lot out of me to become a better writer. Um, that I can speak for myself in this case because I know, like, I, I know the times I heard you say lines. I'm like, man, how you put that on top of that? And then at the end, of, I said, yeah, that was dope. Let me let me go ahead and watch that again. I know one day I was I was, I was on your page with like random as mother. I was like, yo, this drum right here was hot. Like, this is the one right here. <laughs> like, it was random. Yeah. Like, well, the video was already posted like maybe a month ago. I went back to that drink just because I was like, man. That was inspiring right there. That was like, for, from, from a technical sense and also from an overall, like the impact that it had because that was like one of our heaviest hitters in a sense of social media pieces, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, was, that was a heavy hitter. Yeah, yeah. Like it was, 
that almost viral. You know what I'm saying? Like that that was a, that was a big one. So and that like, cause I do the same. Mm-hmm. I honestly I find myself reciting a lot of your poems. Facts, bro. yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts, facts, facts. It'd be situation, like, <laughs> maybe like it'd be situation. Like, oh, G said something like this. Like, nah, yeah. I really like be bar for bar. Like, I don't know if it's just for me just watching like old uh, shows too much or. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, yo, this man is a genius. Like, how do you, how do you, how does your brain? And it comes from, and then I used to tell myself, man, I got to read more. Because like, if y'all don't know Jay, like, he had like this stack of books next to a whole bunch of shoes. And just like, oh, yeah, man, that was a great book, man. You should check out chapter, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And just be rocking. And you can hear it in his writing style and his delivery. And then even down to the music that he listens to. Like, he'd go in from anything from trap to country to R&B to <laughs> kill it. And then now we singing uh, classical music and stuff. It's just like, dog, how, how does your mind work? Like, what? I like to, uh, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I feel like you can learn from, from a lot of different places, different sources. And so right. we have, it's kind of like income. You have multiple streams of income. You pretty much set off from what everybody's saying. We know that for a fact. You got multiple streams of income. You don't got to depend on one sort. So one source to feed you. Right, right. When it right. comes to, to learning, I think it's multiple streams to learn from so that I don't gotta depend on one thing. Like let's say for instance, I'm experiencing writer's block, but it's only because I'm depending on watching movies to write poetry. You know what I mean? Thank you for saying that, man. Like Thank I can't you I can't just focus that. on okay, I'm only gonna write about what I watch on movies. Man, you limit yourself, so I was just thinking about that earlier this week, matter of fact. Mm. It usually used to be like there's for me it evolved in music. Okay. A certain music style, like I'm a Neo Soul buff. Like I love Neo Soul, I love oldies music and it will make me start like wanting to write. Yeah. After a while that got old and it was hard to write to it. So then I switched that to like movies or to something that I seen on a show or heard in like a uh let's say a podcast or mm-hmm. an interview or something. To sermons, like I, I needed something like it's yeah, almost I feel like that. I feel that that term like greed is never like what is it? Greed is never full or something like that. See, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I you know, know what I mean? Greed is never satisfied. Yeah, it's never satisfied. Lust is never satisfied. Yeah, yeah. It's greedy or something like that. So yeah. I lusted after some type of inspiration for one, for me just getting to the the mode of like I gotta write something mm-hmm. and nothing was good enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, oh man, just seeing, like, learning and having people like yourself in my circle, like, yo, he has uh, elongated, extravagant vocabulary and an imagination that helps him tie down these words. I'm like, yo, maybe I should try reading. Maybe I should try, you know, watching plays or listening to something different Mm -hmm. or going a different place or having a different conversation with people. Then, like, I felt myself getting stronger in my metaphors and in my writing styles yeah. and just, like, how it just elevated over time. That, I think, people don't realize that. Like, when, when you see these artists, like, go off on a hiatus, like, or a sabbatical, if you mm. will, and they just fall off, disappear. They didn't fall off, excuse me. They took a step away mm. from their common, known, like, platform. Mm-hmm. Little Wayne was gone for a minute. Like he was still yeah. like doing shows. He was yeah. still out here, but you didn't hear any new material yeah. from him until the Card Five. Yeah, and then the Card Five came out, and everybody flocked to it because they just they one they know that you know Little Wayne is Little Wayne, right? Little Wayne, Little Wayne. Mm-hmm. You know he has great context. He has great. You know what I'm saying? His style is his style. So he, you know it's going to sell because he has that fan base that he developed over time. And it's amazing. I think, man, if you allow yourself to just go into and dabble into the different things to inspire you and don't lose track of your original stance and the passion that you have for, let's say, like us as poets, like mm-hmm. as long as we don't dip, like, dip away from it too far and we always keep that as home base. Yeah. That helps. Anything else that we do just aids to yeah. the home base. It's like being purposeful in your pursuits. Like, for instance, for example, J. Cole, right? J. Cole. J. Cole. Talk about the man. J. J. Cole, you know, he he put the album out and then put the movie out. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like when you didn't see J. Cole, it wasn't because he was just out chilling and partying. Right. You know what I'm saying? He was really out working. And so when he came back, 
you can see that he had put some time into his stuff. So when For Your Eyes Only came out, he had For Your Eyes Only, the album, and he had the, the documentary came with HBO. Mm-hmm. He had uh, the Forest Hill Drive. He had he had the whole documentary HBO. We had the, the tour. Like he had the, like there was a lot of things that was being that was being worked on during that time. We didn't see Cole, and it's almost like the same thing with uh, with Kendra. Like we barely see Kendra Lamar unless it's you know big concert uh, or uh, or the the, the the sun is blue. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, <laughs> it's like you barely see Kendra Lamar. So yeah. when you do see him, it's like oh snap! And then he's discussing some of the things he's working on and how well he's. He's in this now. Where he's doing that? Like he was doing. The, uh, he now he got his own shoe with the Cortez, the home version of Cortez. Yeah, so man, even though we ain't seen him, them joints hard. Even though we haven't seen him on the scene or heard any music from him, you can still see that he's putting in work. And that's kind of like the approach I had, which is why I didn't let my pen slip when I was taking the time off. Because I'm like, yo, even though even though people don't see me, it doesn't mean I'm not working. It means that when I come back and you do see me, you gonna be like, oh, I, it was really. In the kitchen, yeah, in the lab, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In the lab, stirring some some formulas up. And that's why, like, and there's like the antagonist of that too. Like, mm-hmm. if you dip away, you better come with something crazy. Yeah, like, yeah, you can't be gone. You, <laughs> if you <laughs> come back, yo. like, hey guys, so uh, who remembers this one? <laughs> Trying right. to do the old faithful, you so know. I got an oldie but goodie, right? Yeah. Oldie but goodie. <laughs> so I got an oldie but goodie, or uh, right. If you're something new, new that scene, I haven't memorized yet, right? They need to be prepared, bro. Man, listen. I think that you owe it to the people, even if they don't know you, to come back stronger. Like, if you have a relationship, like, say we go back to Pure. Yeah. You know, we do Pure next month. First Wednesday of the month, by the way. You know, (laughs) if if we go there, we got to come back with something that is guaranteed to, one, electrify the room to innovate something, inspire, mm-hmm. to create, you know, a mindset that, yeah, this is nuanced. This is like, we exceed expectations yeah. type stuff, you know? Yeah. And we also educate. So it's all of that. I mean, that's nuanced in a, in a mm-hmm. nutshell. But we can't go back there with the the very first. The very first one we did. Two years ago. Who remembers this one? Or uh, Cannon to the left. Right. It just made me think about. Uh, uh, made me think about something. I'm trying to bring it back before I lose it. Uh, okay, so for example, let's say everything that we have experienced up to this point mm-hmm. is fair game for inspiration for a poem. Fair to say. Um, so when it comes to that, it's like just remaining open. And so I'm always thinking about ways I can challenge the audience to think a little deeper. Ways I can challenge the audience to. to uh, evoke a certain type of feeling out of them. And so I'm thinking, well, okay, how, what's another way I can entertain the audience as well when it comes to developing poems? So I may I may put words together now for a desired effect. Like, okay, now I want to say it like this. I know when I say it like this and they get that punchline, yeah. it's going to hit like, all right, you know, it's going to hit hard. Or it's going to be like, okay, let me, let me open up a little more and pace myself as I say it so it's easier to receive because now I'm saying it slower. I'm saying it with a little more pace a little more uh, a slower cadence and tempo so that, okay I can follow a little better um I think it's, it's it's just it's just multiple ways you can approach it it's kind of like now it's just like it's like basketball like we already learned the rules learn the rules learn the fundamentals and now it's time to to break the rules and just go a damn ball out with your buckets glory road just get buckets win games yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah, 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 yeah. win some championships baby that's all it is As, I mean that's the objective yeah. at the end of the yeah. day we're like, would it? Would you rather them say, "Oh man, he was a really good basketball player," or would you rather them say, "Oh, he was a champion"? champion. Yeah, champion. Yeah, you know, that'd be a champion. That's separate Hall of Fame from everybody else. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. We ain't gonna name names, but it's just for the sake of you know, do you want to be known as like, "Oh man, they they wrote poetry." You want to be a baller, a shot caller, a oh brawler. My God. <laughs> <laughs> you want to dip in the bench with the spoilers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trying to get my hands some grants like Horace. <laughs> now I think this is a, I think this is a good conversation to have because oh, man. through throughout this whole week I've been thinking about okay, you know we have the podcast, even even with the podcast. What are some ways we can challenge the listeners? What are some ways we can entertain the listeners a little better with our content that we deliver on the podcast? What are some ways they always thinking about ways to push the envelope, ways to get better and improve. Right. I think that's what keeps me going because like, I don't want to stay in the same position. I don't want to stay in the same place. Right. I don't want to be like I'm a poet five years from now and I'm still in the same 
venues I'm, I was in before, unless right. it's some it's some venues that show me love, like always, like faithful spots. Unless you know what I'm saying, it's the come a venue to come back to. Right, exactly, exactly. You it's kind of like yeah. you don't want to be stuck in a situation unless it's somewhere like either you own that spot that's your that's your drink or you coming back because it's the spot that you frequent and they show you so much love. Like just continue to improve, continue to grow. That's what keeps me going, man. So so. Do you think that there's a difference between, or is there such thing as an authentic celebrity, somebody who's known for, like, oh, we got such and such in the house, mm-hmm. but they don't really, they don't pride themselves on wanting to be seen. Like, they let their art speak for themselves type person. Like, oh, man, how can I better explain? Like, okay, you know... There are certain people who, you know, they, if they walk through an airport, mm-hmm. you got the people that's just real chill, real cool. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This, that, and third. And then you got the, you know, yeah, no pictures, please. Mm-hmm. You know, are you, are you famous, famous? Or then you got the people like uh, your bow wows. Oh, they don't know it's me. Right, everybody they, knows. They don't know it's me. Uh, don't nobody you don't care. Don't bow wow. Like, boy, you don't get nobody chill. care, boy. No, like, bow wow, Shad Moss. Yeah, I think that. For I think that there's different levels, you yeah. know. So I will I will take back that question. I'll just speak on it. Like, okay. you know, when we go into venues, I think it's exciting when people don't know us. Yeah, I think I said that before, yeah. but I, I think it's really exciting when people don't know us versus people who you know do know us or who see us all the time. Because those people like they know what we're coming with versus those who like are, have no idea who we are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they probably have, like, one perspective of what poetry sounds like and looks like. Yeah. And then we hit the stage or whatever the venue is, and we just go off, and it's just like, oh. Yeah. Whoa. You know, that's... I live for those moments. Mm -hmm. And then to be able to, like, I would love to come back to a venue, like, not even a local one in the DMV, just, like, go back to a venue that, say, like, we just became well-known in Philly or... New York or something like, oh, snap, we got J-Rod D and G in the house, mm-hmm. man, boys, nuance, y'all gonna do something for us? Nah, man, we just, we just watch, we just, we just watch, man, we fade the scene, man. Oh, man, oh, I feel that, yeah, yeah, yeah. No photos, no photos, no photos. Yeah, like, it's not, it's not even like that, it's just a matter of, oh, we got such and such in the house tonight, mm-hmm. you know? Peace and love, like how, uh, Def Comedy Jam used to have like celebrities just come through. They show up and they see in the just crowd. Show up and chill, and then they yeah. spot like three seconds yeah. and get back to the business. I feel that. You know, I'm with that. That's the goal that I feel like I w- I personally would like to get at. You know, oh yeah, no, no, no. you coming in not perform just to watch right. and you you make sure you love. And now you gotta be recognized because it used to be a matter of I I chase the celebrity of oh I want people to know me I want I feel know, that. I want to come to the room but it's just like how strong is that. Mm. Like, I would rather be known as, like, as the champion or a champion poet rather than somebody who was just, like, a, oh, he's always around poet. Like, oh, yeah, while I'm here, let me just yeah throw a couple bars y'all way, man. Y'all want to hear like, something real quick? Yeah, I got a whole book I want to recite for y'all. Right. No, brother. Yeah. Just be in the moment. That brings me back to my next, my original question because you, you said something key. How, like, you know, coming into a venue that, that and people don't know you. Mm. It, it it pretty much sets you up to where people can interpret your art for themselves instead of telling them, hey, at the end of this poem, you should think this. All right, now listen. Yeah. Listen up. Roses are red. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, nah, like, I think it, it goes back to what we just said earlier. You got to let them the interpret it for themselves the because they'll tell you whether yeah. they'll tell you what's hitting you know, from the crowd reaction. And you also know those that it hits individually when they push it aside or see a message or they may have you know they for text sure. you or call you hey bro that, sure. that joint really that joint really did something for me man that's a real good piece right there man I appreciate that yo, you're spilling that yo that's the better than I think you get less people to you know connect with you if you try to just do too much by explaining a poem or just go at it you know just go at it like I don't think painters like or anybody who is like who who loves their craft, loves what they do, tries to explain something before people see it or hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think like you know if you you see a Porsche, you know that's a Porsche, or you see a nice looking car. Let's just say that. Yeah. You see a nice looking car, 
you already want to look at it. You don't see the dealer coming up to you like, hey, man, hey, now before I show you this car, mm-hmm. I want you to know, I want you to look through all the, the key things. Like, you're not about to read the manual. You just want to see the car. You want to see nice. the car. You want to see what it look like. You want to yeah. see, you know, you want to sit in, you want to drive in, you know? Same thing with poetry or anything. Mm-hmm. Share that and then let them respond. Let them, yeah. you know, decide how they rock with it or not. I read a song. I read a. Uh, <laughs> it was it was funny when I saw it. Somebody posted this on like uh, on Instagram. It was like stop telling people new video alert or new post alert. We seen it. Either we liked it mm. or we just scrolled past that. Thing. Go like my last. Go like my recent. Right. Go like my last post or my most recent yeah. post. Like that. Might I mean that let me know something that educated me that people be turned off by stuff like that, or you, overposting. You don't even know. You know, overposting can you know, de- like have you have that the purpose of why you originally posted deteriorate, man. Yeah, social media is crazy, man. Social media, is and I think powerful. we should I think we should have a, a episode on social media, like you know what I'm saying. We we coming down to the time now, and honestly, I didn't even realize it's been this long. Like it's right, been like right, so swift. Right. Um, but. For those who are interested in learning more about the Poor Life Podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at Poor Life Podcast. Also follow us at Nuance Poetry. Yeah, yeah. Um, we also have the Facebook page, Poor Life. And Poor Life Academy is every Saturday for the yeah. children. And if you would like to see us perform at a venue or anything, if you know of anything coming up that you just want us to attend, that you just started out on the scene and you, you know, want us to show some love, Drop that in the inbox for us as well, man. We'd love to come out and support y'all, Definitely. man. And also, we got something coming up. Please look out to our social media venues to, uh, or avenues to see what we got coming up next again. Cool. Once again, y'all's Poet Life Podcast. I'm J-Rod D. And I'm G. Peace. Peace.